Welcome to the Scalable Freedom Show. I'm your host, Ellie Swift, ex-corporate marketer turned CEO, seven-figure business coach for coaches, creatives, and consultants, and program creator of the Mastermind Model. I've coached over 1,000 women to make six, multi-six, and seven figures using my signature Scalable Freedom Method. Here, I'll give you exact business strategies and lifestyle inspiration to help you do the same. Let's dive in. Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Scalable Freedom Show. We are doing a behind the scenes episode today. I love these episodes and I know you do as well. We'll actually commit to doing more of these in 2024. I'm going to take you through my birth and maternity leave planning uh, for a couple of reasons. The first is that I've had a bunch of questions around this lately, and I also know that you know, sharing these stories of how we as women navigate these seasons of our lives, whether it is maternity leave, birth, but also seasons where maybe we need to take extended leave due to illness or something else that comes up in our life is really useful to hear about because as business owners, especially as service-based business owners, I think it can be, well, I know that it's a fear that so many of my clients present of what am I going to do if I ever need to take a period of leave? How can I set my business up so that I can do this, do this well, and know that the business is going to still run and operate and be something that I can step back into? And in addition to that, I know that there's interest around my birth choices and my preferences. And so the way that I prepared for this episode was I shared an anonymous Q&A over on Instagram. If you follow me on Instagram, you would have seen it over there. I popped up an anonymous box on stories and I had a bunch of questions come through, many of them in the same themes. So the way that I've got this episode structured today is basically just going through and speaking to each of those different themes and answering all of those questions, even if it's not the exact question that was asked, everything that was asked will be answered in some way. Uh, So I'm really excited to do that. I want to preface this episode by saying that, you know, I'm going to talk about my choices, my preferences, and I think it's really important to share that my belief when it comes to anything to do with motherhood. And I say all of this as somebody who is not yet a mother, my belief right now on this side of my motherhood journey is that everybody gets to do it their way. Every woman should feel really empowered to go through this season of life in the way that they want to, making every choice that feels true for them from the birth itself through to their maternity leave, the level of support that they want, what it looks like for them and their business. And so I share everything in this episode through the lens of this is my decision. These are my choices. I have clients, many clients that I've supported through this season, and I could not put two of them next to each other and say they made the exact same decisions. Like everybody makes different decisions through this season, of course. And 
I really believe that there is no such thing as sharing with expertise, especially not having gone through it yet, but rather I'm sharing this as a, this is my choice. I am very empowered in these decisions. This is why I've chosen to do things the way that I have. This is why I back myself in it. And I'm so willing and prepared to get to the other side and go, you know what? I would have done that differently next time. And again, I think that when we have these conversations and we explore these things through that lens of curiosity, openness, open-mindedness, like respect for how all our fellow sisters are doing it, that's when we get to have the most beautiful and rich conversations. And I've been having a lot of these conversations with my girlfriends right now. And again, many of which, you know, are doing it differently to me. I can only think of one girlfriend who's going through this season right now, actually my sister-in-law, where we have pretty much the same birth preferences, but for everyone else, we're choosing different things and different ways of doing things. And and she's not a business owner. So we have similar birth preferences, but really different ways that we live our life. And so there's definitely a real mix that everyone chooses. And, and I'm really excited to share with that lens in mind. And I really wanted to note that. I've shared this just now as well, but just to bold and underline this, of course, because this is my first baby that I'm having this year. So if you haven't listened here before, I'm having my first baby due in June, 2024. I don't have all the answers. So again, I'm not sharing this as an expert. There are many things I share on this podcast as an expert. (laughs) This topic is not one of them, but my decisions are informed and chosen. And, um, you know, like I said, I, I really back them. So this won't be relevant to every single person, but my aim is that this episode is really permission giving and also helps you in terms of any planning or preparation or support for your different seasons of life and business, whether that be related to babies or otherwise. All right, let's dive in. So first question that was asked is, what are you manifesting for your birth? What's your birth plan? Tell us what you're doing there the most personal question. So let's let's just dive in and, and speak in full to this. So I initially went into this journey of preparing for motherhood two and a half to three years ago, right before I, I started realizing and recognizing that conception was something that was not super easy for me. And I always thought that I would really go into it looking for a birth that was going to be as natural as possible. I thought that maybe I would choose a birthing suite. That was something that initially felt quite good to me. But then I went through the last couple of years and my personal worldview and experience has been that I have been incredibly supported by the private system, the private medical system. I have nothing but positive stories from my experience with my doctors over the last couple of years. And for that reason, I knew probably about a year and a half ago that I was going to go private when I chose what I wanted to do and how I wanted to birth. And about six months ago, I heard about a midwife called Dr. Lisa Fowler based here in Perth, 
who operates out of Murdoch, which is where we will be birthing. And she specifically is working to actively lower the rate of cesarean birth in hospital. She really advocates for that. She also advocates and speaks to the power of hypnobirthing. She's a really big fan of empowered birth and, you know, women having the opportunity to prepare through things like hypnobirthing so that they are supported to birth naturally. And I have also seen her do work in my research around conversations where physicians need to be more boned up on emotional support for patients because she shared a statistic recently in an article or a statistic was shared, you know, that relates to the amount of trauma that occurs at the hands of birth workers. And, you know, I just want to give a shout out in this this moment to my client, Fiona Rogerson, who is the best of the best when it comes to perinatal trauma counseling and support here in Perth. I have also learned so much about this process through my work with her. And actually, when I said to her, I'm going with Lisa Fowler, she gave me the biggest smile and was like, I'm so happy to hear that. (laughs) So I knew that I was making a really good choice in that moment. Fiona, if you're listening to this, when you said that to me, it was very reinforced. So I've chosen to go private. I've got a private midwife, a private OB, a private midwife, and I'm really, really happy with that decision. Ideally, I would love to have a vaginal birth. I say ideally because truly I'm approaching birth the way that I approach business, which is I deeply trust in the power of co-creation with the universe. And I know that I can't control everything that is going to happen in this birth. And I think if I went into this birth thinking that I could control everything, I'd be really setting myself up for failure. And so that just seems absolutely insane to me that I would even consider doing that. The other thing that I know now at this point, and I was actually joking with a girlfriend the other day, I was like, I can't believe I'm about to say this publicly because I can just see, you know, the birth hierarchy on their high horse about what I'm about to share. But I know the stats around intervention and, you know, the risk of the cascade of intervention. But for me personally, I am actually really into the idea of a walking epidural if I need it. The way that my OB does epidurals is she is a huge fan of active birth and active labor so that obviously the birth can progress really beautifully. And that to me sounds really great. So if that pain gets super intense, I will not be hesitating to get an epidural. And I joked around with a girlfriend recently where I was like, you know, I've dealt with enough pain in the last few years in this journey. And again, you know, these are just things that I am so okay with for my birth. And also want to want to add to this that if I, for any reason, had to have a C-section, if I have a breech baby, I would choose a C-section. If I was encouraged by my OB to get an induction, like I'm not opposed to any of those things. So that's my choice. Those are informed choices and I am very, very happy with them and really, really looking forward to the experience of birth. I feel very excited about it. I feel very open to what happens. I trust my OB. We have the same values. I've chosen care that I really get to lean into and I'm excited about that. And honestly, just really looking forward to the full experience of birth. It will just be Che and I outside of our medical team in the room, which again, just feels really, really perfect for me. 
my personal belief around birth is that it's always been, you know, that it's the deepest connection point to a spiritual portal and other world. And so I'm really excited for that experience, whatever that looks like for me and however it manifests. So essentially that's my manifestation, but also, you know, success to me really truly looks like a healthy baby that I can breastfeed. Uh, So we will see, we will see what happens and how all of that unfolds. So the next question is, do you wish you could just surrender into motherhood and be present with your child and not have to work? So no, I don't at all. I sat with this question and I was like, how do I want to answer that? So the first thing that I will say is, In asking this question, there's an assumption piece here that's not true. So I don't have to work. Granted, my husband and I, Che and I would need to make some lifestyle decisions. Absolutely. Like some pretty big lifestyle decisions because the main income that we generate does absolutely come from my business. But we've got that option. If we wanted to make those lifestyle decisions, we could, and I could absolutely not work and surrender into motherhood in this season. That for sure is something that could be an option for us. Do I want that? I absolutely don't. There's never, ever been a season of my life or a time in my life where it's felt true to me that I want to be deeply in motherhood only. And I say that word only knowing and seeing that motherhood is the hardest job and work, but it's not my goal and aim to surrender fully into it and not do other work outside of that. And I think there's a combination of things at play there. The first would be modeling. So my mom worked, my parents ran businesses when my brother and I were young and my mom was running the business with babies on her boob. Uh, So when we were really little, she was running the businesses from home. So there's definitely a modeling piece there. I've grown up with that. I experienced so much presence and love and care and support in all the ways to grow and develop from my mother as my primary caregiver. And I really trust and believe that I've got the opportunity to do that. For me, I know that because I'm not somebody who likes the idea of parenting full time, I really believe that I'm going to be a better mother because I won't be doing that. And that the level of presence and care and support that I'll be able to provide to my child will be amplified because I'm also working. So again, those are just my belief systems that feel really true and good for me. And then the other piece is that when I think about the fact that, you know, we're having this baby girl and I think about who she might want to be when she grows up, whatever she wants to be is amazing. And I, I want her to be happy and follow the path that is most true for her soul in this lifetime. And I want her to feel the choice that I feel. I feel very empowered in knowing that I'm choosing choices that, yes, absolutely are designed to support my family. And also, I'm not going to lie, like they're also decisions that support me too. And I think that we can easily say as women, I'm doing all of this for my family. 
But is that actually true? You know, I know that there's a part of me that's absolutely choosing my business as well because I love my business and because I love this work and I'm happy to own that. And I can recognize and see, foresee, you know, moments where this might be incredibly hard in practice. And I'm also willing to experience those trade-offs to know that I deeply, deeply love my business. I love the work that I do in my business. You know, I saw somebody on Instagram share the other day, someone who I adore and admire and think is an incredible business owner. You know, she shared her schedule and it was like absolutely no calls for weeks and weeks and weeks. And I looked at it and I thought that's amazing for her because she was speaking to how she loved that. And I thought, you know, that for me is not my desire. I have a very flexible calendar and schedule. I am very clear on when I don't take calls. There's a lot of days I don't. I never have full massive call days anymore in my business, but I still really like to be with my clients, present with my clients, coaching my clients, showing up in my business. That is something that feels really true for me. And I don't see that shifting and changing in this next season. And again, full permission to change my mind. Right now I'm I'm pre-bub arriving. I anticipate that there will be many changes for me. And also I cannot imagine a world where I wouldn't want to work. My whole entire life, I've had so much drive and I love the work that I get to do. And I joke with Che all the time. I'm like, maybe I'm going to not want to work. Could you imagine? And he's like, I can't imagine. It would be like you being a completely different human. I had an astrology reading earlier this week and I said the same thing. You know, I was like, I just see my drive actually increasing. And she said, yeah, that's, I, I see that in your chart. Like, I don't think your drive is going anywhere. There's no concern for me that I'm going to be really wanting to fully surrender into motherhood because I just get so much satisfaction creatively, mentally, emotionally from the work that I do day to day. It's a it's a really big part of joy in my life. While we are on the topic of all things freedom, I wanted to tell you about an upcoming masterclass that I am running for you, specifically for you, if you are wanting to create long-term scalable freedom in your business for 2024. The masterclass is the strategy secrets to freedom that no one's talking about. It's really practical. I'm going to share with you the secret to building a scalable offer strategy, the secret to create more freedom in your CEO schedule. This is a good one. I have a schedule that many of my clients have also implemented in their lives and businesses too. And the secret to craft a time leveraged and results led sales and marketing strategy. We spend a lot of time talking about how to create these strategies, but rarely do we do it through the lens of how to actually create more long-term freedom in your business, AKA the ultimate goal. So I'm going to share with you exactly what that looks like, how I've done it and how you can do it too. Think more financial freedom, more time freedom, more freedom for you to live the life you actually want. All you have to do is DM me, Ellie H. Swift on Instagram, jump on over and DM me the word strategy and we will get you registered for free. DM me strategy right now and let's get you signed up. I can't wait.
So next question, how long are you taking off and how are you planning for the business when you're in your last months and when the baby's here? So I am taking three months of maternity leave completely outside of the business. I spoke a little bit about this in the third episode of my IVF three-part series, but just to quickly recap on that, the decision I've made is that I will be working up until Bub arrives. And then from there, what I'll be doing is taking three months completely out of the business. We have my Swift Inner Circle clients will be paused during that time. And my Swift Mind Scaled clients go into a reduced schedule of support. And then from there, I will be back in the business from around about mid-September. I say around about because of course, pending Bub's arrival, we will be fluid with those things. And we've communicated this every step of the way with our clients. And so far we have had nothing but the most supportive, incredible clients. In fact, our re-sign rate for the next round of Swift Mind Scaled is, has been faster and higher than it's actually ever been, which has just been such a joy for me, both as somebody who, of course, knowing in going on maternity leave and making that change, you know, you never truly know how it's going to be received until it's out in the world. But also seeing that level of support has been so reaffirming as that reminder of, oh, I, I work with women who get it and support me in this in the same way that I've always aimed to support them. And it's just that reminder of, yes, there's obviously, you know, we still live in a very patriarchal world where there's a lot of workplaces that don't support the motherhood journey, but we get to create businesses where we get to create a reality that does. And that's just been such a gift for me. So I am choosing to take three months off and then I'll step back into the business. So the way I've set up my year is, A lot of the business development, funnel work, content creation, curriculum, all of those things is really the first half of my year. So it's a very yang first half of the year up until mid-June. There is a lot happening in the business and it feels so damn good. Then I've got the three months maternity leave where the business will still run without me. And then the last three months of the year, my biggest priority is stepping back into the business and ensuring that client delivery is optimized at the exact same level as it was prior to when I left. And so because of that, I'm giving myself a lot of grace in terms of not committing to anything else really big in the business. There will be obviously launching 2025 programs you know, doing things like obviously bringing new clients into the masterminds for 2025. But outside of that, there's no massive plan for those three months of the year, except for ingratiate myself back into the business, focus on making sure that client delivery is done in whatever new way is required of me and really closing out the year and looking back and going, our business is in as solid a place as it was at the start of the year even though I'm a different person, even though I've shifted, even though, you know, I'm now a mama, the business is really solid and we've set it up for this and we've got, you know, these growth years ahead of us. So I've been really, really intentional about what this year looks like and how I've set it up. So in terms of what we're doing to plan for that, I'm creating a comms plan for mat leave. So having a really clear communications plan around 
what we'll be communicating with our clients when I go into labor or my due date. And I'll talk a little bit about why I'm working up to my due date in a moment as well, because I think that that is just something important to share. Again, it's a really considered choice for me. So I am creating a communications plan. You know, what do I share if my baby were to come early and how will we navigate that? So just looking at all of those things, we're making sure all our systems and processes are watertight at the moment. So that's something that we are doing a lot of. And it's so great because it's a really great practice for the business anyway. I mean, we have really incredible systems and processes within our business and there's always opportunity to streamline things. And so it's basically going, all right, how can we just make everything else even better, even more simplified, even more streamlined? So we're doing a lot of that right now. And then also for me, the the thought that is going through my head constantly is how can I make sure my team is most supported? How can I make sure my team is most supported during this time? And primarily that in our business is going to be how is Nivek most supported during this time? Because she is going to be coaching our Swift Mind Scale clients and also OBM in the business. So I want to make sure that she is really supported. The only thing that I will be doing during that three months maternity leave, two things. The first is checking in with my money and moving things around where I need to. And the second thing is being there for weekly calls with Niv should she require them. So I'm going to make it sure that I'm available to her once a week so that there is an opportunity for her to ask me any questions. And those calls will be taken probably while I'm reclined in my nursing chair with a baby on my boob (laughs) and knowing that I'm there to support her with everything. And I'm also really open to the fact that during that maternity leave, I might feel really creative. I might want to be writing, creating content. I'm so here for that. And I'm so here for the fact that I might want to do none of that. I'm giving myself no rules for that three months. Obviously, I don't know what this baby girl is going to be like. I don't know what our adjustment to motherhood looks like. And so I'm so here for, you know, visualizing sitting again in our nursing chair, watching, you know, Bridgerton with a baby on my boob and writing a social post because I feel really inspired to but also not doing that or having days where I'm not showing up online at all and that being okay, knowing that we've set the business up for that to absolutely be okay during that time. So the reason why I'm working up until my due date. Now, I've shared that with a few people and even people that love me, uh, some of them have been like, yeah, of course, I get it. And some have been like, you're crazy. (laughs) So I want to speak to that because you might be thinking, what, why would you, why would you choose to work up to your due date? That's insane. Like you're going to want to slow down all of those things. And I just want to speak to my decision around that and why I've chosen to do it. There's a couple of things. First of all, the reality of me working up to my due date is this for the month of June, I will be on approximately four hours of calls per week. Any client one-to-one calls that we have will be scheduled to finish up in May. 
Uh, so we we will take those calls in May and it will literally just be diarizing them so that we don't have any one-to-one calls in my final two weeks before Bubby's due, which really is just smart in case she comes early. Uh, so, you know, that's the amount of calls that I'll be on. And in addition to that, it will be me being in Slack for the same one to two hours that I am each day right now, responding to clients, probably from the couch, probably wearing a robe, probably taking two hour a day naps. The reality of the way that I get to work in my business is not me putting high heels on and going to an office. It's not me leaving the house. It's not me sitting at my desk for eight hours. None of that is what I want to do in those last couple of weeks before Barbie's due, but that's not the reality that I need to have. The reality of my workday will be supporting my clients in the exact same way that I usually do, showing up fully for them, probably showing up more because I'll be ha- I'll have more time <laughs> in that time. And then taking those naps, getting the nursery ready, doing what I need to do to feel rested and regulated and supported. And again, I've been doing this coaching gig for a while now. I know how to serve and support my clients and hold space for them and remain really, really regulated in my body. So really for me, the idea of stopping working before my due date, it actually doesn't sound very fun. What it sounds like or feels like to me is a whole lot of time sitting around at home on my own, having a lot of time and opportunity to think about all of the things that I have no control over that are coming over the next few months. Like for a brain that can overthink at times, there is nothing about that that feels good for me. So I know that if the baby were to come early, that our team and that our clients are so supported in that. And I know that I've got the capacity to serve and support up to my due date. And again, permission to change my mind should I need to. And that is something that feels really good for me. And and I share with you the inside outs of all of this again, so that you've got that context. And my aim again is that if you are making any decisions, whether it be related to your own pregnancy or postpartum period, or whether it be related to any decisions that you're making around taking time off in your business, that you get to run it through the lens of what feels really good and empowered for you and is a really free, autonomous decision and not one that you're making in response to how society's dictated it needs to look. You know, you can hear that there's a lot of decisions that I'm that I'm making that are giving myself a lot of spaciousness and there's decisions that I'm making that actually, like if I was working in corporate, I wouldn't be working up to my due date, you know? So I really hope you can hear the freedom and the autonomy in those decisions and also the level of intentionality and therefore planning that has gone into them. So sometimes I know that I have it communicated with me that, you know, I make things sound quite easeful. And I think that it's really worth sharing that it probably sounds that way because I spend a lot of time being really intentional and planning ahead. 
And because of that, it means that things do get to flow because I'm I'm planned, I'm organized, I'm thinking about it in a way where I'm being strategic. So that's really what you're hearing here. I've had the opportunity to plan ahead and perk of extended conception is that I've had many years to build a business that truly serves and supports me during that this time. So that then leads me to my final question that I was asked here, which is, will it be harder to work with you in your mastermind when you have a baby? So my answer here is not necessarily. The first thing to share is that my business model is not going to change. My business model won't change. I am not changing my business model. When I step back into my business post-bub, I'm stepping back into the same business model. And again, the benefits of extended conception mean that I've been intentional over the last couple of years about making sure that the business is a business that I can step back into in motherhood. And if you've heard me speak to this previously, you'll know that I'm getting a combination of family and paid support to help me do that. So no, the same spaces will likely be available. Now, the the second part of that is that there is a chance that I would reduce the size of my masterminds. Again, this is just me being so honest, is that if for any reason I find that my physical workload is too much as I come back into the business, the first thing that I do will be reduce my client load. That will be the first thing that I do. And so I don't see that happening. I don't have any plans right now to make that happen, but you'll know that I just really like to be honest, authentic, in integrity here. And so I think that's worth noting. You know, if you want to work with me, make it known because we gratefully do book out and and sell out and that's not slowing down at all. It hasn't slowed down at all. In fact, it's just continued to speed up. And I really want to share and communicate that fine line of if you want to work with me and you're a six-figure business owner who's scaling and you're an ideal client, we will make that happen but you need to make yourself known to me. So that's the the combination of things that I really want to communicate there. Again, just in full transparency to do that. So get into my DMs, make it known that you want to work with me. We can look at when that is. We can, you know, determine when that is. You know, I've got conversations in my DMs right now where people are like, I want to pay a deposit to work with you in 2025. I want to pay a deposit to work with you from September, you know, like we're looking at those things right now because that is the way that the business operates. There is often a wait time to work with us gratefully. And so please make yourself known to me so that we can have those conversations. All right. I really hope that this conversation has served and supported you so much. I've loved having it with you. Now, the next thing to go ahead and do is to make sure that you are signed up to my incredible free training that's coming up. So I want to just take a moment to tell you all about that because I'm really, really excited about it and it's going to be absolutely incredible. And there are a lot of parallels in what I've shared here right now and what I'm going to be running in this training. So I'll just take a moment to tell you about that briefly. So I'm running a masterclass called The Strategy Secrets to Freedom that no one's talking about. And again, this is so relevant to 
the season of business that I'm in right now because I'm seeing how the work and the intentionality and the focus that I've given to the business over the last three to four years has paid off massively already, but paying off even more so in seasons like this one. So I'd love for you to join me for this workshop. As I mentioned, it is free. It's a really practical training where I'm going to take you through three strategy secrets that I've used to scale my business to consistent seven-figure cashiers and that I also teach my clients who are scaling to multi-six and seven figures. I'm going to take you through three specific secrets. The first is the secret to build a scalable offer strategy. The second is the secret to create more freedom in your CEO schedule. So I spoke a little bit about identifying exactly what your schedule looks like and how to create it. I have created a famous four-week schedule that actually quite a lot of my clients have also replicated for themselves in their business. And I'm going to talk to exactly what that is, what that looks like and how you can implement that. And the secret to create a time leveraged and results-led sales and marketing strategy. You know, we spend a lot of time talking about how to create these strategies, but rarely do we do it through the lens of how to actually create more long-term freedom in your business. Like the ultimate goal and the reason we started our businesses in the first place. So I'm going to share the strategies that I've used to create the business that really supports my ultimate freedom-based life and the steps that you can use to do the, the same thing. So come on over and join me for that. It is going to be incredible. All you have to do is DM me the word strategy And from there, you will be able to access that. So come on over, DM me the word strategy, and I will make sure that you are registered for that so that you can access it free. It's going to be on the 21st of Feb, but make sure that you are registered well and truly before then so we can get it in your diary and you can show up for it and you can make those shifts to really support yourself in your business this year. I hope you've loved this conversation, obviously far more of an honest, vulnerable conversation. So if there's anything in particular that has resonated in this chat, please do come and let me know. I work so well off feedback in terms of knowing what episodes you guys really love. Um, Again, let me know in DM. So over at Ellie H. Swift, I can't wait to chat with you there and I can't wait to see you in this training as well. Have the best week. Be back with you next week.